Welcome to our class on Chassidus. We're going to be learning this week a beautiful Chassidic discourse on the Rebbe. The name of the Chassidic discourse is called Vayikach Koirach. The Rebbe said this Chassidic discourse on Shabbos Parshas Koirach, which that year was the Gimel Tammuz, the third day of the month of Tammuz, in the year Tafshin Memches, 35 years ago. So again, the Chassidic discourse is based on the verse where it opens and it says, Vayikach Koirach, and Koirach took. And Rabbi said it's known the points that are pointed out in the Kutei Torah, which is the classical work from the Alter Rebbe, on the beginning of this week's Torah portion, which we call the Chassidish Torah portion, the Hasidic Torah portion. And he asks, you have to understand the whole idea of the argument of Koirach and his whole entourage against Moshe and Aaron. So that's questionable. What's the whole, what was the base of the whole argument? And also the argument that Koirach had on the priesthood of Aaron. Like Rashi says, that he comes along and he said, the way he presented his argument, he says, if you have a talus, a prayer shawl, which is totally made out of tchelas, a blue wool, so the question is, do you need to have the strands of titsus that have the blue wool as well? In other words, and the river goes on to add, and he says, that he also asked another question, that, which is brought down in the Medrash. He asked if you have a house that's full of Torah books, holy books. The question is, do you need the parchment, the mezuzah on the doorpost? And when they responded to him, yes, a talis that's full of tchelas, you still need the tzitzit. And a house that's full of books, you still need the mezuzah. He started to laugh, so it's just in the Medrash. And it's brought down and it's explained the Chassidic discourse is that Koirach wasn't a stupid person. He was a Pikeyachaya, he was very, very smart. So, you know, what, what was, what was the, there was a deep argument that Koirach was having with Moshe Rabbeinu. Koirach was very, very smart and he saw that in the future, when the Mashiach comes, the Messiah is going to come, the Leviim, the Levites are going to be priests. Why? Because the, the Koyanim are the attribute of Chesed kindness, and the Levian, the Levites, are the attribute of Gvura severity. So today, we need Chesed, we need kindness, we need love. However, in the future, what's going to be revealed, the real power of Gvura, the real power of discipline, the real power of being an over Kaddish Baruch Because we know the idea of the priest is to serve Hashem, and in today's day and age, so what, in a revealed way, what is the, what is, what's, what's, what's more important? To be kind or to be strict? So we know it's about being kind. So therefore, that's why the priests, the kainim, the representative idea of chesed, they're the ones that serve in the temple. Because they wanted to draw on the, the, the energy of chesed. However, when Mashiach comes, then we'll be able to handle um, the, the level of, of Gvura. So then what's going to happen is the Levites who represent the idea of Gvura, they're the ones going to be serving in the, tem- the temple. And Robert goes on to say, you can add an explanation of what it says in the Rambam. That the Rambam says the reason why the Oilam Haba, the world to come, Oilam means world, Haba, the world to come, is called with this name of Oilam, world, Haba, to come, not because it's something of the future, but what? Well, why is it called Oilam Haba? Because it, the world to come, it comes out as a byproduct through our work in this world. So Oilam Haba means, yeah, technically it's coming in the future, but it's coming in the future based on the work that we're doing now.
So in other words, what does that mean? That the, the revelation, which is going to be in the future, we already have it now because we're the one building the future. So therefore, since the future is technically being built now, so therefore, Kairach says, one second, in the future, who's going to be the ones in charge? The Levites, because of Gvura. So let's make it happen now. Let's reveal the power of the Levites today. And especially based on the famous uh, teaching and saying of the Rebbe Marash, <coughs> the, 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 the fourth Chabad Rebbe, who, who had a, who used to teach the famous teaching of Lachatchila Ariber, which means if you, if you're, you're facing a challenge, so the, the normal way is you deal with it in a normal way. If not, you go here, and then if not, you jump on the top. So the, uh, the Reverend Rash always said, just to begin with, go straight to the top. Go straight to the highest level. So that's one of his famous teachings. But he has another t- famous teaching. What's the other teaching that he has? It says in the Mishnah, schar mitzvah mitzvah. The reward of a mitzvah is the mitzvah itself. In other words, what does that mean? That at, at the moment... When you are fulfilling a commandment of, of Hashem, you already have the reward now, which is going to be revealed in the future when Mashiach comes. So when you do a mitzvah, you do a mitzvah, the reward comes in the future. Comes along the Rebbe Marash and he says, Schar mitzvah mitzvah, you know that reward that you're going to get in the future? You already have it now. The only thing is, it's like laying in a, in a safe, and you also have the key to the safe, but the point is you're not going to, be able to you're not going to, to access it and use it and benefit till Mashiach comes. But you have it now; it's yours now. You just can't access it and use it till later. So that's why Kairach came along and he said, "One second, we already have the reward for the future. We know the future is going to be the Levite. So going to be at Gura. So let's make it today that the Levite should be the priest. Let's bring the future in the present." And based on this, we'll understand why Koirach argued and he said a, ka- a talus, a prayer shawl, which is completely made out of uh, tcheles, uh, blue wool. It should, you don't need to have, the, you don't need to have the titus, you don't have the, 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 the strings attached to it. Why is that? Because on a spiritual level, what is the idea of a talus? So a talus in Hebrew is called a maket. It covers you over. It's not like a, a jacket that goes on your sleeves. It goes on. It fits you at a certain fit. A talus is something which ha- hovers over on a physical level. On a spiritual level, it's maket. It's a very, very powerful energy. And like we see literally that a talus, you 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 put it over the person. In other words, the head and the whole most of the body, etc. If you have the, obviously a kosher talus, it covers most of your body. Now, even the part, the small part that doesn't cover, but since according to Torah and according to Jewish law, you're considered someone that's wrapped in a talus, so the Torah establishes the fact that a talus, the part that it covers you, it covers you physically, but the part that doesn't cover you, it's included by the part that it covers you. Therefore, according to the Torah, and that's the truth, because everything from the Torah is really the truth, the fact is the whole person is enclosed and it, it is wrapped up in the talus. And especially, uh, the way it's on a spiritual level. Because uh, uh, Talus is called what? Priest of the Malka. It's the part that God that covers over us. What does it mean practically? It's referring to the idea that we have Kabbalah's El Malka Shemayim. We accept upon ourselves the yoke of heaven. So when you accept upon yourself, it's not just the brain is accepting and the heart is accepting and the body. When someone accepts, it's full acceptance. It means when you accept the Hashem on you, Hashem is harbored all over you because you accepted Him. Now, so that's the idea of what of a, of a talus. 
What's the idea? It covers you over, totally enwrapped, enwrapped in it. What's the idea of tcheles, the blue wool? So it brought down the Talmud, it says like this, that the tcheles is compared to the sea, and the sea is compared to the sky, and the sky is compared, um, is similar to the kisiyakabe, the, the God's throne, which basically wasn't mean as God's throne, it's only the seat and the place, for, I'll say it in Hebrew, I'll translate it. And it's, it's the, the place where the infinite part of Hashem sits. In other words, what does that mean practically? That a talus, which is, which is, which is totally, totally blue. In other words, it's the highest level of hovering over. A, it hovers over. B, um, it's the blue part is connected literally to the essence of Hashem. So therefore, Kaira came along and he says, what? You have a talus, which is totally uh, blue, which means on a spiritual level, it hovers over and it's reaching Hashem himself. So who needs the tzitzis? Why do you need the strings? And as you have the makif, you have the part that totally hovers over you and it's connected to Hashem himself. Why do you need those, 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 those tzitzis, those strands, which is only referring to on a spiritual level, the kav, the small light that comes in, that comes after the tzimtzum. You have, you have the infinite part of Hashem, which is before the Timson. Who needs a light that's after the Timson? So when you put on a talus, now you have a whole different perspective. By putting on a talus, you're literally wrapping yourself up with the infinite Hashem. The Tzitzis the, the is the part that, may, that internalizes. So Kairach says, one second, if you have the greatest power, the mark of the infinite part of Hashem, why do we need a cow which comes after the Simpson? In other words, what was Kairach trying to accomplish? He was trying to accomplish the revelation of the future. That what's going to happen then? The Levites are going to be the priest, and we're going to realize the real power of Gura. And so, what's what's going to happen then is we're going to be able to bring in the greatest powerful levels of Makkah, which is much power than previous. And you won't need any contractions of light. So that was that was Kairach, This brilliant person was he was trying to bring the future now. However, unfortunately, the truth is Kairach made a big mistake. Because we, the world wasn't ready for it yet. Like it's brought down the Chassidic discourse at length. So his vision, his plan was idealistic. He had a very powerful plan, a good plan. But the problem was he was premature. It was before its time. Now, in Lakut Torah from the, from the Alter Rebbe, he brings, from the Medrash Rabbah, another reason for Kairach's argument. In other words, what was the other reason for his argument? That he was jealous. He was jealous from Aaron. What was he jealous from Aaron? Because in reference to the Levites, what does it say in the Torah? The Heviru Sar, they have to go ahead and shave their body. On the other hand, Aaron, Aaron was, was a totally beautiful. He was wearing his beard. Like it says in, like it says in the prophets, like, like, um, good oil that, that would, that would, uh, go down on the beard of Aaron. So, so Kairach was part of the Levites had to shave. On the other, and we'll soon see, by the way, whether you, whether it's okay to shave or not. We'll get to that in a minute. But the point is that, that Kairach had to shave, and Aaron had a beautiful, beautiful holy beard. What does that mean practically? That Kairach was jealous that Aaron had a beard. And however, Kairach was commanded to, to cut off his beard. He didn't have a beard. And, and Kairach wanted that. So that was another argument, another argument he had. And Rebbe says, you see me, you can say based on that, in other words, Kairach on one hand uh, says you don't need the strands by the tzitzis. You don't need the strands. You don't want the tzimtzumim. So the question is, 
Why was he arguing? All right, it's an opposite argument. It coined to the first thing with the talus and the tzitzis. What was he saying? I want the makif. I don't want the strands, which comes from the, from the tzimtzum, small lights. Here we're saying is he wanted the strands of the, of the beard, which is the small lights. Well, what's the idea? But now that it goes in the side note, we'll get back to the main point. Jerusalem says in the Kutte Torah, the, the, the author says, he explains what's the reason why um, Koirach was jealous of Aaron. And he says that because, why? Because he was jealous that Aaron has the power to draw down holiness in the Jewish people through, through the Cyrus, through the strand. Why? Because he was saying, guys, what do you mean? Why do you need, why do you need strands at all? If you have the talus, which has all the power, what do you need the strands for? So therefore he felt that he could accomplish that without the strands, uh, without, without the, without the titus. But the fact is, the simple shot in the Medrash is that he was jealous of Aaron. In other words, he also wanted to have he also wanted to have the the, the, the beard. So if that's the case, has it has it in line with the idea of Cyrus? Okay. So in other words, so the, the main question I was asking is: on one hand, what's the second reason why well, he's jealous because of the strands? And, and how does it go in line with it? He didn't want the strands by the tzitzis. That brings another side point: is that. Um, you know, so he wants to know why Aaron had the power to, to bring it in versus he didn't. But again, that's another, 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 another insight. But let's get let's stay back to the point. And there brings out like this, that, and to point out that this obligation that the Levites had to go ahead and shave, because we, you know, everyone knows we don't shave, we keep our beards on, Torah says you should shave, that was only once, only once in the de- desert, and it was not a commandment for future generations. In other words, so once there was a commandment to take, take off the hair in the desert for the Levites, but afterwards, no, no, you're a hundred, you need to have the, the, the beard, um, even for the Levites. And on the contrary, they're not allowed to cut off the, the, the five, uh, parts of, of the beard. Um, besides in certain uh, cases, if it was a leopard, then you have to for, for purity reasons, etc. Now, Rebbe goes on to say as follows. Torah, we know, is everlasting. It's everlasting. In other words, every part in the Torah teaches us a lesson forever and for every single person. So in other words, from here you see that even in this whole story, there must be a lesson for every one of us. What does it mean? What's the lesson? That we have to have a talus. Yeah, we need a makif, the powerful, huge energy of the infinite God. But we need a talus that has to have tzitzas on there. You need to have the strands that bring in after the symptom into premius. And also you need to have a house which is full of a hundred books all over the place. But then again, you cannot forget the mezuzah on the doorpost. And it's not enough to try to get the big lights. The, the big the big books and the big makif etc which you need to but you also have to have to bring in the penis you have to internalize it which is re- represented by the tzitzis on the talus and the mezuzah on the doorpost of the, of the house and especially there says in this time that we're, we, 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 we're living that we don't have the purple the the blue purple the, the in, in this day and age and like it's explained in a powerful letter of the rubber rubber that um, this that we don't have tchelis, not just we don't physically have it. That uh, Arizal explains kabbalistically a very, very powerful reason why we don't have tchelis. So in other words, even Kairach will admit that today you can't have a talus without tzitzis because you don't have those strands. So you have to have the talus and you also need the tzitzis. Okay. Rebbe finishes off and he says like this, it should be the will of Hashem that we should merit very, very soon to have the revelation of the tchelis. 
and to be able to fulfill the, the mitzvah of titzvahs in its complete way, because say we only have the the, 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 the the regular strings, we don't have the colored strings. And that will bring us to do the mitzvahs in a complete way, in a complete way, because we know that the titzvahs is compared to all the mitzvahs. And it's, and it's understood, like even someone that d- doesn't know um, the deep insights of the talus and the tzitzah, etc., a person, could, any person could do the, the mathematical equation of tzitzah, and we know that tzitzah, numerically, so tzitzah is made up of, of five letters, tzadik yud, tzadik yud, and saf. Tzadik is 90, yud is 10, tzadik is 90, and yud is 10, and saf is 400. So basically that's 600, and there's 18, uh, eight strings, and there's five knots, so you have 613. So you have a total of, of 613, which represents all the 613 commandments, which in there is included the seven biblical commandments, because they, they're, they're not extra, they come from the, the commandments of the Torah. And all, all these we're going to have, Mashiach comes, and we're able, we're able to do, as it says, um, we're going to do the mitzvahs just like the Ratzon of Hashem, how we should do it. And what's going to happen then is when Mashiach comes, we're going to, it's going to be fulfilled what it says at the end of the Torah portion. I am your part in your inheritance. In other words, Hashem is going to be the part and inheritance of the tribe of Levi. And it includes all the Jewish people. Like the Rambam says clearly that every single person that wants to dedicate himself to serving Hashem you're just like the Shavat Levi. Because Shavat Levi is one that serves Hashem. So anybody who wants to serve Hashem, you're just like the tribe of Levites. And not only that, in the future when Mashiach comes, the tribe of Levi is also going to have a part in the land of Israel. Like it says clearly in the in the in the prophecy of Yecheskel, so it says over there, it describes the, the dividing of the land of Israel and says, Shar Levi Echot. So you see that the Levites have a place in the land of Israel. And based on what it's known that um the those that taste will, will merit will merit life, in other words, what does that mean? That even before the redemption of the future, we have to taste it. So in other words, so obviously we have it exists on some kind of level even now as well. Even though the tribe of Levi did not have a place in the land of Israel, but the fact is the Rambam writes, and Rambam writes, so the Rambam writes halacha, Jewish law, but he also writes yirali, it seems to me. In other words, so there's, so it's, it's level in, in the, in the, in the oral law that, which is even, which, um, even in relation to, 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 to the actual halacha of the Rambam. That 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 he writes over there that this is only said that the Shevet Levi does not have a part in the land of Israel is only in the part of the land of Israel that was that was that was that was given as a bond from God to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob as an inheritance to their children, and it was divided up to them. However, all the other part of the land that the kings of Israel conquered. So over there, in the expanded part, the priests and the Levites in that part of the land could have a part in it. And it's already discussed in, in, in other places as well, what the law is with the land of Cani, Knizi, the Kadmoini, in reference to the tribe of Levi as well. But however, when it comes to the future, when Mashiach comes, it says clearly that what you ever quoted before from the prophet, Shar Levi Yechad, and the same thing also gives a, a sign for every one of the tribes. So therefore, obviously, the Shevet Levi is also going to have a place in the land of Israel. 
Israel, but the main thing the Rebbe Fenner says, should be the will of Hashem, that it should happen very, very soon. And the, the, the verse and the prophet should be fulfilled. God will be the ultimate cling. And by Yoimahu and Dante and Mashiach comes, Yi Hashem Achad, there'll be one, 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 one Hashem, his name will be one, and most importantly, it's going to happen, take care from Yad Mama. So here you see another beautiful, powerful teaching of the Rebbe, discourse, where he explains what is the source of Koirach. Koirach was a smart person. He wanted to bring the future. He wanted us to experience what's going on Mashiach comes. But unfortunately, he's before his times. But the fact is, Rebbe says, today we're living in a time, yes, we have to have a talis, we need the tzitzis, we have the rabbi smallest farm, we need, we, we need, we need the mezuzah, but most importantly, um, let's hope and pray that we, we all dedicate ourselves to Hashem, and God willing, as Rabbi finishes off and says, we'll all merit to see the Hoysla Hashem and 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 uh, we'll all go with with Mashiach Teretz Yisrael in Yerushalayim Ir Hakodesh, and God willing, our next class will be in Yerushalayim Ir Hakodesh. Have a great and blessed week. Shavua Tov.